Hello and welcome to Hope Community Church, Helensburgh. We're a new church with a desire to bring our hope in Jesus Christ to the people of Helensburgh and beyond and live as a community shaped by the gospel. If you live in Helensburgh or are just passing through, we'd love you to join us sometime. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.15 at the Helensburgh and Lowman Civic Centre. But now, here's the latest sermon from Hope Community Church, Helensburgh. You can find the Bible references and more information in the episode notes. We're starting today a new series, uh, one that I hope will let the Bible speak for itself, but also uh, will speak into some of the, the, the issues of our day, some of the things that we might face and the things that we may think about ourselves, answering some of the bigger questions that people uh, might have as they approach life and, and think about Christianity and what it might have to say. But one of the ways that people think about most things, most of us, the way we think, we like to think in terms of story, don't we? Uh, we like to share funny stories. We like to, to think back on our life as one long story. And of course, it is. And we'll spend time and money to read stories, to watch stories, to listen to stories. And with the, the recent death of the Queen, maybe some of you watched Parliament on Friday where they, they all met together and they gave the, the speeches uh, and they were speaking about the Queen, and, and what, and what the, the, the best speeches did, they were sharing stories of their interactions with the Queen. Maybe you had, Theresa May, you have to look it up, had a brilliant story about meeting the Queen and cheese and dropping it, and go, go listen to it. But we, we, we like these stories. We, we might struggle to listen to, to dry lectures, bare statements of fact, even if we know they're true. But we will listen to, we will apply a story to our own lives. And God understands this about us. Uh, He has made us. Of course, he knows this about us. Uh, And the way that he communicates to us is through the Bible. And it is, amongst many things, one big story, one great story, going from the very beginning of time, the creation of everything, and it goes all the way beyond our conception of time into eternity. This is the big story. But our story is one of a king, one of the king of kings. As we've mourned the loss of the queen, many of us, there's been these memories and uh, many have drawn attention to how long her life was, how long she was on the throne. Most of us in here have only known her as queen. Uh, uh, But one of the things that many, even on national radio, is listening to draw attention to her deep faith, as we've reflected on today. Uh, And Queen Elizabeth knew... That there was a higher, there is a higher power, that there is a greater power, that there is a greater king. And what we're going to be looking at over the next uh, few weeks, at least, is this greater king and his story, in his terms, the story of the whole world. What we see is the eternal king who creates everything. Queen Elizabeth reigned a long time thankfully, but there is a king who always reigns, who never gets older, who never uh, will die, one who is king of kings. Uh, And and I and and all Christians believe that this story is the one that makes the most sense of this world, of our lives, of everything. 
you know, people like to tell stories to understand the world. People try and understand the world around them by their experiences. Just live one day at a time. Just live, seize the day, carpe diem. Or, 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 or some, uh, some might carry the belief, you know, human progress is the story and that we will ultimately rule the world, make sense of it, we'll live longer and longer, we'll be, uh, have better standard of living, more equality, all these things. But the story of the Bible, of God and of Christianity is what we believe makes the most sense of everything, of why the world is here, how we live in this world, how we relate to this world, what it is to actually be human, where our identity truly is, who we truly are as human beings. This story is one of God and of us. It is one of our salvation. Someone, uh, someone else summed up the story as essentially God is acting in history for the salvation of the world. That is the story we're seeing. That is the story that makes sense of this world. It is the story of hope, of the gospel. And what we're going to see briefly today is the start, the creation, the beginning of everything. Uh, and perhaps uh, having a, a biblical understanding of, of creation has never been more important. Um, we, we, we live in a world where uh, people uh, like to to just enjoy the world, to, to live for self, where being human means ruling the world, conquering the world. And on the other hand, uh, we have increasing warnings over things like uh, global warming. Last year in Glasgow, there was the, the, the whole leadership of the world coming together. And regardless of what we might think of that, one thing is for sure, the world matters to us, to everyone uh, to, to, to some extent. This, this creation is important. No one would deny that. But most people in this world, they don't look to the Bible for, for answers on these things. They think, well, we just read the story. It can't be true. You know, six days and all these things. But I think, I don't just think, I, I believe that if we look at this first chapter of Genesis, even briefly, then we can see some things focusing on God himself that can give us a healthy perspective for understanding creation and knowing how to live in creation. That's what we'll see uh, through, through many weeks as well. And as we said, most people will be thinking, well, Christians just believe the earth is 6,000 years old, and that's silly, so why should I listen? But let me just say at the start, plenty of Christians disagree on, on the age of the earth and so on, and, and, and how exactly it happened. Was it evolution? Was it just this and that? But what Christians do agree on is much more important because it's who made the earth and why the earth was made. And so this morning, I just want us to very quickly focus on three things. First of all, the king created the world. Second of all, the king created a good world. And third of all, the king created a world where we can know him. So he created the world, he created a good world, he created a world where we can know him. So first of all, the king, God himself, created the world. Our first verse says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Timeless words, maybe even the least religious would be familiar with. And if there was ever a good way to start a story, it's with this. And this story is the most compelling reason for the world's existence. We're kind of talking about the how here, but not in the sense of debating, in the sense of, of the, the narrative and what's actually going on that God has spoken. 
you know, the ancient mythology, sometimes people say, well, they just borrowed, you know, the writers of the Bible, they just borrowed from lots of different other sources. But what they talked about really was God's fighting and accidentally creating the world, you know, just being a, a complete accident from, from the war of the gods. And of course, the modern world would say that this planet and our own existence as humans, that it's just a cosmic accident, that it's just a mistake that we're here, that we are just hurtling through space on this rock and, and that's it. There's no meaning. There's no uh, higher power. There's no point to anything. Really, we're just here by accident. But the Bible says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What makes Christianity stand out is that this world isn't an accident, that we as human beings are not an accident, that we are here for a reason, that we actually matter, that we are here because God created us and this whole world is here because God created it. And you, you would maybe ask, how could the world come into existence? But, um, how could that happen? Or where did God, God come from? And the thing is, it, it maybe I'll admit it takes some faith to believe that God existed before the world, before time. But I, I have to admire the blind faith of an atheist who says that something was created out of nothing without God. God has done it. It's the, the most compelling reason this world could exist. Something doesn't come out of nothing. But the Bible offers the story of the God who created everything out of nothing. The power to do that. And did you notice what we, we read it and it kept saying, and God said, and God said, and God said. God speaks and it happens. And that is a power that no one else has. Even the greatest ruler here is limited by humanity. You know, um, the prime minister, the now king, the, the queen, when she was like, tell someone to do something. Well, they have to carry it out. They have to get the resources. They have to be persuaded, perhaps. They might then do a bad job. God speaks and things just happen, appear. His, word, his words have power. They can do things. The whole world exists, what we're being told, because God spoke. He created it. He made it all. And that is how the story begins. And that matters to us. That is how God did it. He spoke. And that matters because we can praise him for this. God has that power. We sang Psalm 104. And Psalms are there. They're, they're prayers, some of them. But they're, they're there to praise God. That's why we, we sing them. Uh, and there's many, many psalms like this. There's many hymns like the ones we've sung that, 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 that give this praise to God because he is the creator of all things. And at the end of the Bible, in, in Revelation chapter 4, we're told that in heaven even there's praise to God that says, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honour and power, for you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. We live in this world and we ref when, when we reflect, those of us who believe that God made it all in its beauty and its power, we should be praising the God who made it. We should be loving the Lord who created all things by the power of his word. That is his power. That is his glory. That is what he can do. He made it all and we praise him. But as well, it, it encourages us because this world isn't random. This world isn't out of control. It feels like, and in future weeks, we're going to see what's wrong with the world because we read these words, God created good, and we think, well, the world's not very good.
But at the same time, knowing that God created it, it reminds us that there is hope for this world, that there, we're not dependent on random chance, we're not dependent on fortune, but that there is a God who is ultimately in control. And that even in the darkest places of this world, we can look to him, we can praise him because he has made it uh, and he has not abandoned this world. The, the idea of the world being some cosmic accident uh, does not offer any comfort. It does not offer any hope for us in this world. That story is not one that people really believe in their hearts because everyone has within them this this idea that there is hope, that we are made for something more, that, 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 that this world does matter, that it is important, that we need something more. Because no matter how much control we have over this world, it's still going to be bigger than us. The whole universe is so much bigger than us. But the story of the Bible shows us a world where there is God who is above, who created everything. He made it and that matters. But what's even more important is he created a good world. And God saw that it was good. That was the other refrain. We said God said and created, God created the world, but he saw as well that it was good it was good and in our last verse we read it was very good we, we we like to get results we're people most of us i'm sure we like to get results we like to have a satisfying outcome to our work even if the work is drudgery in the moment even if we work really hard and we don't enjoy it we like to get results um and, and sometimes we can look in the world this way we don't see the world as very good and yes the world is broken now and yet it was created good. And that still means something today. Sometimes, especially those of us who are Christians, can look at the world as something to be avoided, as something that doesn't really matter because we're going to go to heaven anyway, and that's fine. So we can just forget about it. And if we avoid the world because it's bad, then we can be better Christians, better people. But what we see here is God created a good world, and it matters to God then. He created it good. Uh, and uh, as we'll see when we get to, to Revelation, don't worry, we're not doing every chapter in every book before we get to Revelation, but that he's, he's creating a new heavens and a new earth. The world is good. It matters to God. But as well, what a lot of people think um, is something more like pantheism. You know, the idea that God is in everything. Uh, and the world is just simply something that we are part of. And that we are coincidentally more advanced than others. That we're nothing more than a collection of atoms and molecules. Uh, 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 and in this view, well, the world is good because we're part of it. And we must do it for the kids, for future generations. We must do it um, for, for, for all these practical uh, reasons. So that, again, we can keep advancing humanity. So that we can keep making progress and all these things. And, and so the results matter more than the thing itself just like how we treat our work the results are what's important not the thing itself but what does the bible say well the bible says that the world in itself is good that this place we are in is good the whole creation is a good thing because that's how he created it and again we'll see this in the future it maybe doesn't feel like the world is good all the time now but we still have that built into us that we know the world should be better we know there shouldn't be suffering we know there shouldn't be pain and we long for that good world we long for it 
a, a man called Francis Schaeffer, he wrote back all the way back in the 70s that it's the biblical view of nature that gives nature value in itself, not to be used merely as an argument in apologetics, but of value in itself because God made it. God created a good world. This place matters. That's what gives it value. All creation, the whole world has value, not because of the the good results we might get from valuing it, not because of the good results we might get, the things that make us more comfortable from using it, perhaps. The world is good in itself because it has been made by God, and he has said it is good, it is very good. Creation is good not because of anything else other than the fact that God made it. Of course, it has good benefits and we can enjoy it. And the Bible says we can enjoy it. And the Bible says that it, that it matters and that we can live in it and, uh, 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 and, uh, and enjoy the things of it. But the reason it's good is not because we get these things, because we get these benefits. The reason it's good is because he has said it is good. He has made it. And again, if God hadn't made the world and this was all an accident, where would be the value in anything? There wouldn't be good, there wouldn't really be bad. There wouldn't really be any morality. It would just be it would just be chance. Right and wrong wouldn't matter, justice wouldn't matter. We would really just be these atoms and molecules. There wouldn't be any hope that things will ultimately be fixed, that there will be a new creation, that there will be a new earth. It would make this world a cold, hopeless, dark, depressing place. Of course, no one lives like that. No one really believes uh, that because we have it in us that there is something more. And the something more is that God has made it good. And that means we can enjoy creation. You know, we're not to hide away from creation. We're not to ignore creation. We're not to to, to just reject it and, and think that we're better. We're to enjoy it in all its beauty, praising God, as we said, enjoying the things that he has given And it means that that morality does matter, that we can pursue justice, that we can love the people of this world because creation matters, because God has made it and he has made it good. There is meaning to this place. And it does mean that the the way we care for creation matters. The way we uh, use this world matters. As we look out into our community, into our world, this is something that people are very concerned about. And what the the fact that God created a good world means is we should care about this world. It means that we must see the world in the same way that God sees it, as his good creation, yes, damaged by sin, and yet so meaningful, that matters so much, that is to to be cared for, to, to, to be sustained. Let me be clear, I'm not advocating any political way one way or another but the the observation is that if God created a good world then we should be looking for the good of creation as his people in whatever way that we can in whatever form that we can we'll see more of this as we look at the creation of humanity but the key is that God created a good world and that matters to us who believe. In fact, the world matters so much to God, the creation matters so much that Jesus came to this earth, that he died and he was buried in this earth and rose again, not as some spirit, but he rose again physically. That this creation, this material world, it matters to God. 
And these things are worth doing because we have that hope that's not meaningless. We actually have hope for this world, uh, that the creation does matter to God, that the things that we do, the care that we show for this world, it will matter, it will make a difference because the creation is good. And as we'll see by the end of our series, the whole creation will be renewed, will be restored. There is a new earth uh, that, that is there. In the New Testament, Paul says to the Colossians about Jesus, that he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. By him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. The world was created good. It was Jesus himself who created it, who sustains this world and who will reconcile all things to himself. The world matters to Jesus. He shows that on the cross, that that we, the people of this world, and the whole creation matters to him. And so as we look at creation, as we think about this world, it's good, and we can care for it. We can care for justice. We can care for what is right and good. We can care for people. We can care for the creation itself, because he has created it good. it's a a hot topic perhaps in our society and honestly if I wasn't a Christian I would think it was all pointless but because I believe in Jesus because I believe God created the world I can see that this matters and that there is hope for this world that it is a good world uh, as he has created it and uh, that he will restore it because as we'll see in a couple of weeks it's not good at the moment there are problems. There is damage to this world, but that he will fix it. So God created the world. God created a good world. But third of all, the King God created a world where we can know him. And this is maybe the most important thing. Uh, so far, it might sound like the creation is a nice place um, made by God. Very good. Um, maybe damaged now, but we'll see that. But, um, you know, that's nice. But so far we might think of it a bit like owning a fish. You put the tank there, you get the little ornaments, you you put the fish in there, and you throw some food in, and then most of the time they just kind of sit there. You might look at them sometimes, the cat might try and get them, you know. Um, Occasionally you'll intervene to to feed and clean them. That's kind of what it sounds like so far. It's a good place, but it doesn't really matter. But no, what God created was a world in which he is there. A world where he can be known, where he can be interacted with, where uh, a world that he truly cares about. Right at the start, we're told that the spirit of God was hovering over the face of uh, the, the, the waters. When I hear the word hovering, I think of something like a helicopter. So and that's almost the opposite of what's being told here. The word is really more like a mother bird fluttering over uh, her, her, her children, over uh, the, the recently hatched eggs. You know, the image is of one of love and of protection as the, the spirit of God is over the waters, as God himself is over the waters. In other words, there's a God who cares for this world, who, 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 who has an intimate involvement with this world and, of course, with the people of this world. There is the, the opportunity for personal relationship with this God. This is a personal God because there's the, the spirit we've already mentioned 
Jesus, and we'll, we'll see more of him. And when he creates man, we'll see next week, he says, let us make man in our image. We believe God is, is one, but he's what we call the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that tells us that God himself is a personal God, uh, a God who relates, who can relate to us. Um, God has that, that personal touch. This is what the king is like. He is personal, one who, who loves us and this world. Right at the creation, right at the beginning of the whole Bible, of everything, we see that God is one who loves. The, uh, the Father loves the Son. God loves this world. The Spirit is there. Right at creation, we see the God who is love, one who is personal, who is caring. We see it in, in, in so many things. And what it means is what we can do is we can seek God. We can come to him and he is there. And he will welcome us. He cares for this world and its people. Again, we're not an accident. It isn't random. It's created by not just a God who is there, but by a personal loving God who has said it is good. But we don't just look at creation. We don't just look at the world around us. That's actually not enough to know God. We need the one who spoke this world into being. And really, this is what we, we finish with. We, we said how God said and, it, and the world was created. And we read from Colossians, which tells us that Jesus created the world. And what that tells us is that, that, that Jesus is the word. And that's what John chapter 1 tells us the word became flesh, that Jesus is the one who created the world, that what we're seeing is something great. And what we actually need is Jesus himself and uh, what, what is spoken in the Bible. Jesus was born, he lived, he died on this earth. When the Father spoke, the Son was creating, the Spirit was there hovering over the waters. And this same creator, this is the amazing thing about the, the gospel, the same creator, the word of God, he came to earth to die for us. He stepped down into the creation that he made and he became part of it. Not that he, so he could uh, fight people or whatever else, but so that he could die for his people. He's the word. He's the one who came into creation. He's the one who we need, the same Jesus. It is by faith in him that we are saved from our sins. It is by faith in him that we can know this God in this creation. It is by faith in him that we can then enjoy this creation and look forward to a time when everything bad will be undone and there will be a new creation, when there will be no decay in this world, when there will be peace, when there will be happiness, when there will be contentment, where we will be able to look at the world again and say it's all very good. In fact, it will be even better. It is faith in the word, faith in Jesus that is the key to all this. If we don't have faith in Jesus, then we won't praise God the creator. We won't value the good creation that he has made. We will love, um, we will love ourselves or we will love the creation more than the creator. And we won't enjoy that relationship. We'll try and find that, that, that personal relationship in this world, in creation. But no, Jesus offers himself. And when we have Jesus, we have well, what we've been talking about, the perspective that this world is good, that God has made it as good, it is to be cared for, it is to be loved as its people, as, as, as Jesus himself loves this world. 
but even more that this world has a creator who loves me so much that he gave his life for me that he loves this world so much that he's come to 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 reconcile all things to himself that's who jesus is that's what he does the beginning of this story this great story from creation all the way to 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 a new creation even the start of this story points us to all these things even the very beginning of the bible tells us that our god is is good is powerful has made everything and he wants to know us to be with us to have us as his people the 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 citizens of his kingdom his own children like the spirit hovering over uh caring for us this is the story that the world needs this is the story that makes sense of all our longings all our desires for a, a better world this is the story that tells us that we are loved by god who is the king who has made everything amen may god uh, bless each one thanks for listening join us every sunday at 10:15 as we meet at the helensborough and lowman civic center find out more on our website hopehelensborough.org